Welcome back. Uh, it's been about a year since we've done one of these, and so we're super excited uh, to get it back up and running. Uh, as, as I was looking at, do we bring it back? Do we not? I kept feeling this nudge from the Holy Spirit saying, bring it back. And so finally, uh, after planning and putting together uh, ideas and getting the perfect guest for the for the first one, uh, we're excited to bring it back. And speaking of our guests, who better than the the vets of crosstalk, Matt and Jamie Satterly? Uh, like, <laughs> so I think I think now, Matt, you've you've done the evil villain where you were turned around and slowly turned. Now it's the leg. Uh, I look forward to when we get you on again in, in the future. I look forward to what you come up with next. Maybe draping some of those flags over you. I think it would be great. Welcome. <laughs> That'd be good. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah, thanks for. We must be doing something right because I think this is episode three or four for us of Crosstalk. So yeah, yeah. yeah Either yeah. we're doing something right, or your guest panel is you are scraping the bottom of the barrel. Well, I think it's more who will talk to me. <laughs> so tell us about yourself of course uh, many people know but tell us about yourself uh not just what you do but it's about yourself go first jamie yeah so a couple of things have changed since we were here last yes we're back in the south Woo! Yeah, back from our time at national headquarters now we're uh at thq back in the youth department which is really where our heart lies Absolutely. we're thrilled uh, to be back and to be able to work in youth ministry again. Well, Matt was—he never left. But for me, yeah, to be back in youth ministry. Never stopped being a child. Yeah, <laughs> professional youth. So, <laughs> like uh, in our at home things, you know, moving right along. We've got one in high school, one in her last year of middle school. Our oldest daughter has her driving permit now. So that's fun. You know, we're navigating that life. That is fun. Yeah, you know, keeping it's always about, you know, when they're a toddler, it's like, okay, I got to keep them alive because they do crazy stuff. And now we're doing that same thing just on a, you know, with vehicles and stuff. It's true. <laughs> it, it is nice, though, I would say once once they're able to drive themselves, that does make things nice. Hey, go get me a, a right. drink from the store. That's right. I, need some I get to drive? Yes, go get me a drink. <laughs> Here's cash and car keys. Like, oh. right. <laughs> Uh, I don't have anything to add. I, I don't have anything to add at that to that at this time. <laughs> well, good deal. So, uh, what we're what we've been looking or what we're starting to look at uh, this month is specifically since it's October. I figured let's talk about fear, uh, and with Halloween coming up and and all the the scary movies and all that that come out during this time of the year. Uh, for one, looking so I mean, living in Augusta, uh, the humidity is just ridiculous uh so i'm very much looking forward to it not being 85 although on <laughs> halloween it still might very well be 85 degrees and humid we'll see how that goes uh but but looking at fear and today as our at the beginning of our series i wanted to look at because so often in scripture it talks about fear the lord fear the lord uh, so what what does that mean fearing the lord um for me, I've always thought of it, and I'm sure uh, all listeners have their own analogy, but I've always heard of it as fear of the Lord as not as a terror, but as a healthy respect. So like um, the, uh, the way I've always just kind of illustrated it for myself is like fire. 
right? Thinking of fire. Um, fire is very helpful to us. It starts our cars. It, uh, you know, keeps us warm. It, it's, it's, it's what gets the, like, you know, there's that spark that gets things going. So, um, we, we use fire. It's important to our lives, but we also have a healthy respect fire because we understand the power that fire when left unchecked can do. I mean, same, the same fire that helps us start our cars, uh, can also burn down half of, uh, you know, a, a forest and can be used in terrible ways as well. Explosives and all this stuff. Yeah. So we have a healthy respect for fire. Um, understanding the power that it has. And I think it's the same thing to me to fear the Lord is we, we love him. We understand him. Um, we appreciate him that he gives us the grace to understand him, but we also have a healthy respect for the power that he has. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think it's less about like you and everything about fear. It's always about being afraid. I think it's less about being afraid and more about like a, um, like a reverence, right? Like I, just the, I think you said deep respect, right, Matt? Is that the, the phrase? Oh, uh, yeah. Healthy respect, a great respect, a deep respect. Yeah, just a deep respect for who God is, um, for for what he has done, for what he can do. Um, but I think there, I like, I think about it like with my own dad, right? I'm not afraid of my dad in any way. My, I have a great dad, um, like really blessed to have a really godly father. I'm not afraid of him at all, but I do know like that there's a line, right? I understand even now uh, as a, yeah, as a grown woman, I know like there's a line that you just don't cross, right? I know where that line is for him. Um, and because I love him and because I have that great respect for him uh, and for his authority as my father, like I just don't cross that line. I think it's the same way with God. Like, I'm not afraid of him, but I, I know, you know, there's a, I don't want to say like there's a line I can't cross, but I don't cross it because I love him and respect him um, and understand, have a reverence for just how powerful he is. Yeah. So I, I think you you introduce an interesting concept of, of the, the line, right? And where that line is. So let's just explore that for a minute as to what what is that? mean for for you me uh anyone listening like that line where is the line at because there are moments in our lives where we're angry towards god mm -hmm. right because something happened uh and and um maybe it's our fault maybe it's things outside of our control uh and all of us who have lived life a while have gone through difficult things uh and next week in the podcast we're going to talk about being in darkness uh but but where where is that line even in that anger you know where is that line what is it and maybe that's a personal question but for each of you where, where is that line at? i think i see it as what i have to be reminded of a lot is that like like there's almost a number line or a spectrum if you will with the lord the lord is i'm gonna put my hands over here on this side of the screen is love the god is love we know that yeah. But God is also just, right? There's also justice in him. And that and 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 we have this line here where God is love and and sometimes the temptation is for us to highlight that God is only love and we sometimes push away his justness um, because we want to focus on love. But other times in our legalistic sometimes Christianity, we only focus on God's just. Yeah. 
inness and not his love. And so I think you're looking for that line here. And I think you're absolutely right. It's somewhere in the middle because the temptation is for us to focus so much on God is love. He lets us get away with stuff that we forget to fear the Lord with his justness, that having a healthy respect for the power that he has. I think of, you know, when you asked us to talk about this, one of my first thoughts was Chronicles of Narnia, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. When Lucy uh, gets into Narnia, she's talking to Mr. Beaver. If you don't know this part, look it up. It's in the secondary Bible. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Lucy says, when Mr. Beaver starts talking about this Christ-like figure, the lion, Aslan the lion, uh, you know, he, he, um, Lucy gets nervous and she says these questions. She says, is he tame? Is he safe? Like, is this Christ like this lion figure? Is he safe? Is he tame? And Mr. Beaver, I love his response. He's like, of, of course he's not safe. He's not safe. And I think that's the temptation of us to think of God is sometimes we're like, is he tame? Is he safe? We need to remember that at the end of the day, he is love, but he's also not safe. Hmm. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I like so the 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 not safe and and the truth. So for me, the the, the van, vernacular I use is always truth and love, right? When we read scripture, right? Because when you read the Old Testament, it's funny you said that. I literally had like scriptures here about how in the Old Testament, it's always fear the Lord, be afraid of God, all this. And then you get to the New Testament, it's like First John 4, there is no fear in love, right? There's yeah, these, this kind of thing. And so I, I love the idea of this justice and love, this, and then the words I use is this truth yeah. and love. And, and, I, and I replicate that and, and pull that down to us, because you, know, you look at the divine, but then how does that affect us here um, on our day to day, it's so much. And so I have to be careful with your theology. You have to be careful with with who you align yourself with, and also, and not just that, but also in your day to day life of how I interact with you or anyone else. Is I should have love. I should be loving always. Yeah, absolutely. But it should also be truthful always, right? And if I'm just love without truth, well, it's just mushy nothing. And if I'm just truth without love, well, then I'm just kind of being a jerk, right? And so it, you have to have this marriage of both. And I love the idea of he is not safe, right? Because the whole when we talk about the Holy Spirit, it's, it's he has he is compared to an all-consuming fire, right? Right, that just kind of burns up everything. And even for us who are a part of the holiness tradition, which the Salvation Army is, uh, and so many of our Wesleyan brothers and sisters uh, about um, allowing God to chip away all the things that aren't of him. Yeah. And that isn't safe because for some of us, especially in the Western world, uh, we very much pride ourselves in our individuality. We pride ourselves in our, our free will and our freedom and that becomes unsafe for us because it's, I have to turn those things over to a divine being. Uh, and I don't want to do that. You know, as a, as a, as a libertarian, I don't want to do that. Uh, but thankfully, you know, I'm a Christian first. I'm a follower of Christ first. So it kind of, that is the relationship. That is the deal. You're either, you're either a, a, a slave to sin or a slave to righteousness. These are the choices, yeah. life and death. 
mean, I think about Moses, right? Moses before the burning bush, when he just keeps telling the Lord, like, listen, you, you got it. So you got this wrong. You got to get somebody else. And finally the Lord's like, you know, who made man's mouth? Who created the seeing you know, there comes a point where, again, like you said, I love, I love the phrase better with love and truth, right? Where we, there comes a point and the same thing I think about Job, right? Where, where Job is just questing the Lord and the Lord's like, okay, you want to ask questions, stand up, brace yourself like a man. Cause I've got questions for you. Where were you when I put the foundations of the earth into place? Where were you when I built this stuff? So, um, I think of, you know, uh, uh, Solomon, um, you know, the wise in Proverbs 1, 7, you know, fearing the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, a beginning of wisdom. And it's, yeah. he starts Proverbs with this fearing the Lord. It's the right from the jump, having a healthy. If we're to come to the Lord, we have to have a healthy respect for him to love him. And then I love how he ends Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 12, 13. He sums it all up. Right. So he starts in Proverbs. Fear of the Lord is the beginning. He ends Ecclesiastes by saying, hey, after everything I've learned, here's here's the end of the matter. Fear the Lord and obey his commands. So he starts with fear of the Lord and he ends with fear of the Lord. I think that's just what we got to do. We have to have, like you said, a healthy respect for him, understanding his love and his truth is just this is just this. Yeah, I think I uh, I appreciate one of the things I really love about God is that he's a big God and he can because I have big feelings. Right? I have big feelings and he can handle yeah. big feelings. I think the line for me, though, is like it. I, I think that God is, you know, God created us. So he understands all these emotions. He Jesus experienced anger. So he knows mm-hmm. what those things feel like. But it can't cross the line into like uh, scorn or mockery or, you know, like flippancy. Yes. Yeah. And so I think for me, like, that's where that line is. I think God can handle my grief, my anger, my, you know, the rage, the fury, the yeah. sadness, all these things. But it, there, there is a line like I can't cross with him into um, where it becomes, you know, sacrilege. Right. Then there comes, then there's the line where he's like, okay, like you said, with Moses or with Job, like uh, you, you need to change your perspective. Yeah. what's happening here yeah yeah it's good it's it's funny um those two verses you brought up i literally have on my my sheet too matt so i, I find it interesting in ecclesiastes right the whole the start of the book is meaningless meaningless utterly <laughs> meaningless everything is meaningless and the conclusion that that uh the writer comes to is you know well no fear god yeah. yeah. You know, keep his commands. So so turning back now and looking at at the scripture verse that I, I initially sent you that that Psalm 115, looking at 11 it says, you know, you fear him, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. And if and actually, if you back up a little and you look at at uh, verses, you know, nine and ten, it says, oh, house of Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. Oh, house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help as shield. You who fear him, trust in the Lord. Right. So part of this, I think, fear of God actually is coupled with faith and trusting in God. Absolutely. Right. Go ahead. Oh, well, I just say we have we have two verses 
that we've been in youth ministry, Jamie and I, for a decade now in Salvation Army Youth Ministry from Georgia, Florida, National Headquarters, and now here in the Southern Territory. And two verses have always um, been sort of our uh, guide in youth ministry. Judges 2.10, then another generation grew up who knew the Lord, nor what he did for Israel. And did you see, not know the Lord. Did not know the Lord, sorry. And you see what happens through the book of Judges. But then, well, the other verse that we always use is Psalm 34.11, come Little children, listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Mm. And that is what you're just talking about. It's it's not, it's there's faith there, right? Let me show you, children who are coming behind us, faith that we have. Look what the Lord has done in my life. Look what he can do in yours. And having a healthy respect, a deep respect, a deep reverence, as Jamie said, uh, to uh to what so yes absolutely so when Psalm 15 11 there yeah I see it as faith you who fear him uh trust in the Lord it's trust and faith that's what it comes down to and that's what we're passing to the generation who's coming up behind us yeah yeah it's good I I, I like that this chapter too if you back all the way up to chapter one or, or verse one of, of Psalm 115 it says not to us O Lord not to us but to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. I think part of the, the um, expectation God has for us in that fear of him is the recognition as it talks later on in the new Testament uh, is that I am more than a conqueror in Jesus name outside of that. I'm hopeless yeah. and lost, yeah. right? but in in what God has for me, I am more than a conqueror. So, so talk about a little bit, you know, we go to you, Jamie, talk about a little bit of, you know, how does this, this fear of the Lord and all that we've talked about affect your everyday walk? Yeah, I think it just really is a, uh, a good reminder that I can't hold lightly the responsibilities or the opportunities that I'm given. Right. It's, um, I think about it like with preaching. Now we've been officers 17 years, almost 18 years, something like that. Yeah, because like you got a year on me. I got 16. So yeah, I'm going on 17. Yeah, I still every time I get up to speak, am utterly terrified. Yeah. Right? Which we should be, which we all should be. And that's what Matt says to me quite often, Jamie. He's like, Jamie, the day that you're not afraid to stand in front of people and open the word of God is the day that you should stop standing in front of people and yeah. open the word of God. Absolutely. Like this is a heavy responsibility um, that we've been given. And it, even beyond, you know, those, we might say big opportunities or whatever, even in my day-to-day -day interactions, I have to remember um, not to hold lightly because so much rests upon this, right? Like there's so much, um, I mean, I think it just goes back to the the verse Matt said, where it's, where you talk about like there, the generations, what happens if a generation doesn't know him? And you're like, okay, come and let me teach you to the fear of the Lord, because we know what can happen if we don't, right? There's examples of that all throughout the Bible. What what if I don't take seriously this responsibility? What could happen? Not that it's all contingent upon me, right? Like God's way is going to be God's way. Yeah. But um, these are serious matters that we deal with, right? Youth ministry is not just about fun and pizza. Uh, it's also about the souls of people, yeah. the kids of young people. And so it's a, it, 
this whole fear of the Lord when I'm um, when I think about like that reverence to him, it's also a, a reminder to me of the responsibility that I have to pass that on to other people. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that, that thought. I like the idea, especially because, you know, you guys being in youth ministry, uh, we doing that here in Augusta and, and indeed throughout the Salvation Army world, youth ministry is a big part of what we do. Uh, I always kind of, and, and you're right, this is not to uh, illustrate God's fragility, for certainly God is not fragile, yeah. but I always kind of view my responsibility uh, as the church is one generation away, maybe, from being gone. Absolutely. And so it is that responsibility of teaching um, children and teens and those who are outside of the church, right? Not just youth, but those who are outside of the church, the the uh, most excellent way, right? The the fear of God, the reverence of God, the God loves you, but also uh, God sustains you. God holds you in His hand. There's there's this, you know, it talks about in Scripture. And I can't remember what verse, but it talks about don't fear those who can take your life. Fear the one who can take your life and your soul. Yeah. Right. And God has that kind of authority over us and pray. And, and, and this is the amazing thing about God is thank goodness. None of us are God uh, because he could have wiped me out a long time ago and had every justifiable reason to do so when I was in open rebellion with him. Absolutely. Right. And so many of us have that and God in his infinite patience, that's that love and justice and truth together and that infinite patience and goodness doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was, if we don't fear the Lord, then we don't respect his power that he has. And that's dangerous ground. You know, I was thinking of um, Nadab and Abihu, Aaron's sons, you know, Aaron, again, brother of Moses, when it talks about they, uh, they, they're priests but they don't have uh, a fear of the Lord. And you see what happens to Nadab and Abihu in the Bible is this fire comes down from heaven and devours them. And I heard somebody quotes uh, somebody once, somebody brilliant said, uh, nothing, there's nothing more dangerous than the regular and casual holding of holy things. And I think it's very dangerous. Salvation Army people, pastors, teachers, people who would take any sort of leadership in the church is that sometimes we hold we hold holy things all the time, and sometimes yeah. our attitude towards that can become regular and casual, yeah. and we think that we did this, and so it's we kind of lose our edge on the fear of the Lord, and and poof, it is a dangerous combination. I mean, you can see what the enemy can do yeah. with with what uh, a casual holding of holy things. You know, I think it's having a good attitude. I wanted to answer the question, how does this affect my walk? Yeah. A good attitude of, of, of awe and wonder yeah. of what the Lord can do. I think we have to keep our hearts soft to awe and wonder. That's nearly one of my prayers every day is, Lord, will you please let me be awestruck by you today? Do something in my life today, please, that makes me step back or like even wipe a tear or just be like all of a sudden overwhelmed with just how good, wonderful, marvelous power. Let me be awestruck by, by you today, Lord. 
Yeah. I think it's easy for our hearts to become callous to yeah. things like that, especially uh, in roles like this where, um, well, it, it becomes easy, I think, sometimes for me to look at it as a job and to forget, um, you know, what, what uh, again, going back to that kind of awesome responsibility. Also, I think there's a little bit of when you work, when you work with people all the time, sometimes it's easy to get calloused a little bit, right? Like you just get worn down or maybe you don't, um, you, you know, sometimes put up barriers because there's only so much heartache, you know, right, that you can take when you're walking with other people. Or I think sometimes even we can become a little bit numb to story, like people's stories. There's just so much involved in that. Um, but I, you know, I have to ask God to say like, Lord, I don't ever want to be not blase, but, you know, callous to the moving of your spirit in somebody's life. Right. Or, you know, when I'm hearing somebody's testimony, sometimes, you know, you could think like, oh, you know, you become questioning. Um, and I think I, you have to ask God, like you said, Matt, keep my heart tender. Right. Help me to see things through your eyes and not become calloused or put up walls to protect myself, but to be open to what your spirit is doing in the lives of people uh, and not, you know, be questioning or hardened. To that right yeah uh, especially when you do it for so long i think sometimes it's easy to become blind maybe to what god is doing we we consider it usual or normal and maybe don't always recognize it for how uh awesome it is yeah well and, and the three of us grew up in the church right and so we grew up reading the scriptures, knowing the stories, having it talk to us, right? And 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 so one of the things that they try to do here when I teach uh, Thursday night here at the Croc Center Bible study uh, at seven o'clock for anyone that's interested in coming uh, is is talk about that. Like right now we're going through the book of Luke and it's easy to kind of go through it and not stop and recognize one. These were real people absolutely going through real things absolutely. who had real feelings, right? So we just looked at um, when John the Baptist sent his disciples to ask Jesus, are you really the one, right? And and what all is he feeling and, and all that and, and seeing, and the, the point there, right? With John the Baptist is he saw all these things Jesus did and he still questioned, right? Jesus talking about, there is none greater born to women than John. And he still questioned. He still was like, are, are you sure? I, I, For me, and I like the words, I always kind of use the word mundane. Yeah. It becomes very That's mundane. Good. It becomes very just part of my life. And it should be a part of your life. Yeah. But you should also step back and be like, oh, that was cool. Yeah. Um, and Absolutely. recognize the Holy Spirit, the divine thread that flows through your everyday life. Yeah. Right. One of one of the things that I do um, in my own personal prayer life, but also publicly at, at our crock here at the at the church, uh, is at the end of every prayer I pray, it's in Lord, give me one that mm -hmm. I may share your love with. Absolutely. Right. And and that just kind of sets you up already to yeah. looking for. 
my eyes are open to yeah the mundane turning into no there's more yeah. than that uh and and it's just like just the bible itself is amazing yeah, like yeah. It's just, the bible itself is amazing let alone what he's doing today yeah when we were uh, DYs and running a camp every summer, one of the things we would always say to our staff in regard to camp safety is like, you stop asking yourself um, like if someone is going to get hurt doing this, right? We're trying to teach them to be aware of what's happening, to, to look at situations critically. Um, and we'd say, don't ask yourself, um, you know, if someone is going to get hurt doing this, ask yourself when somebody is going to get hurt doing this. So you begin to look at things differently. And I think it's the same thing in our walk. It's not like, Lord, help me recognize if you're going to show up today. It's like, no, God, you're going to, when you show up today, help me to be aware of what's happening. Yeah. And so it's just, just that one little shift though, can make all the difference in the way that you, your outlook and the way that you proceed throughout the day. God, you know, when you show up here, help me see it. Help me to recognize it. And I think there are practical things we do to set that up. Like, I mean, I was just like trying to think what are like, how does this affect my walk? To answer the question uh, major that you gave us was like, what do I do about it? Is like, there are ways we can set ourselves up to, to, to have a soft heart. Go for a walk, like go outside and walk around in creation for a little bit. Look up when you're walking around outside. I mean, you know, night and day, the creation pours forth, you know, revelation that he is here, that he exists. I mean, go outside in the evening and look up and and be in awe and wonder of that. Listen to great music. I mean, listen to music that stirs your soul. Um, Go to camp. There's nothing like um, like highlight camp here. Shout out. Like you want to hear about the majesty and glory of camp. Be a part. Serve. Like there have been days where I am like, I am done. I don't want to go out and do this, but I will like, I've made myself go out on a canteen to do a homeless feeding. And there's something about when you're, there's just sometimes just see serving in a different capacity. Um, you just see the Lord move and you're like, your heart is, is softening that volunteer help out with that. And so those are ways that you can be open to those are mundane things, but like, like you guys are saying to see, to see the glorious, to see the wonder in the mundane. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, it, it's, you know, I appreciate you guys coming and, and being a part uh, of the podcast today. I appreciate what you do. I appreciate the way with which you uh, do it. Uh, it is truly like, and, and we've known each other a very long time. Very uh, long. But <laughs> we're getting old. Grayer. <laughs> Oh, this is gray. In my, uh, I can't get any balder, but I'm definitely getting gray. Um, uh, I am, you know, it, it is truly a blessing uh, to know you and to know that there are people like you uh, alongside uh, working in the mission field, making a difference every day. So thank you for joining um, joining me this morning uh and and doing this with me any last closing kind of thoughts before i ask uh, jamie to close us in prayer just uh from me and i'll you know, toss it to jamie for her things before she closes in prayer just thank you for doing this not many uh core croc centers have something like crosstalk um it's just a way to to have discussion and just uh talk things over i think this is a great 
this is a great thing and not everybody has this so well established as you do. So uh, thank you for your leadership of it. Thank you, Lord. Uh, thank you. for almost said, thank you, Lord. You're not the Lord. Uh, but I do fear you. And uh, will you? Uh, <laughs> That's a different thing. <laughs> it's, just, uh, it's good to have this. Thank you, Jamie. Please save me from my mouth. No, I just think I appreciate the conversational, the conversational tone, right? It, I think conversational uh, conversation has become a lost art mm. in our culture today. Um, you can blame it on social media. You can blame it on politics. There's probably a lot of a lot of factors, um, but just sit, like that, the ability to sit down and to converse, sometimes disagree, sometimes challenge each other on things, but just to be able to sit down and share. We were built for community, right? We yeah. were created to be communal people. Um, and so to be able to talk through heavy topics uh, or, or maybe sometimes misunderstood topics and just to do that conversationally, um, I think helps to build some of that thing that we've lost somehow in society. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm glad you guys were here. We're glad to be back. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want to close us in prayer and then I'll wrap up? Absolutely. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, uh, we are so thankful, God, for who you are, Lord, for the fact that you are both love and truth, that you are justice and you are mercy. God, we, we ask that you forgive us when we forget uh, just how great and powerful you are, Lord, when we're tempted to treat you um, in a, a mundane way, God. Mm. We forget um, who you are in our lives, that we, we try to relegate you to a lower place than uh, what you are, are owed, Father. And so we ask for forgiveness from that, God. We, we also ask, Lord, that today uh, you would help us to, to kind of ponder what we've heard here, uh, Lord, and let it take root in our hearts, God, that we wouldn't just be hearers of the word, but that it would uh, we would become doers, acting it out, living it out uh, in our everyday lives, Lord. Yeah. Uh, God, when we see you move today, help us to recognize what it is you're doing, Lord, the opportunities, the privileges uh, that you're allowing us to be a part of the building of your kingdom. Help us to be faithful, God. We love you, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you again to our guests. Thank you to the listeners for joining in. New episodes every Wednesday. Uh, super excited to have this back up and running. And look around, uh, jump on uh, the internet, look up Salvation Army. We, we are literally around the world. Uh, join us on a Sunday. Find out how you can jump in and serve in your community to make your community a better place. So may God bless each and every one of you and have a great rest of your day. <laughs>